All right, and welcome back to Spiritual Sticky Notes, where I share the things that stuck with me throughout the week. Um, This week, I've been studying a lot of things, and I have really been focusing on spirits and how spirits attach themselves to us and how we become attacked by spirits and what it means to have the Holy Spirit. So I've just been really digging into that word spirit, and I got caught up on the Jezebel spirit, and I know a lot of people think that it is is the worst possible thing and it can be but I think a lot of people put this big picture on it and there's a lot of little things that we do every day that can be attributed to that Jezebel spirit so we're going to talk about those things and just go through the process that I went through of you know reflecting on the things that I do in a daily um, life and what I can do to be better so I am excited to share with you. And without further ado, I'm going to call this one this week, Misdirected Ministry. Okay, so I started recording this and this may be the third time I've tried to record this. And it just has been weighing hard on my heart that I don't think people really understand that there are a lot of seasons where people are pouring out what God is literally telling them to do. You know, this session really was for me. It was God telling me that there are times where my purpose, my why is not in the right place. The reason why I'm doing things is is not what God wants me to do. You know, I'm not doing things for him. I'm doing things for myself. I'm doing things for my business and not for him. And he was like, you need to put me first in everything that you do. And if you put me first in everything that you do, all things will work together. So it's been really difficult for me to record this because I'm still dealing with it. But I wanted to go ahead and record it and be transparent because I wanted people to understand that I'm not perfect. And that if I can go through this situation, if I can deal with these things, then you can. If I can put aside some of my selfish ways and some of my um, imperfect things in order to help and, and serve others and really reposition myself to be in alignment with the Holy Spirit, then you can do it too. Like it's not too late. And we want to make sure that we don't put ourselves in a situation where we feel like it's too late. It's never too late to realign ourselves with the Holy Spirit. And everybody falls out of alignment, honey. Like if you take your car and you drive it and you're pushing, I don't care how many times you get the oil change. I don't care how many times you you make sure that you go and you don't run over speed bumps. At some point, that car is going to fall out of alignment. But we, what we can't do is keep running our cars, running our spiritual selves on misaligned tires. When we're misaligned, not only do we mess up our ride, you know, it's not as smooth. But when we're misaligned, we have the opportunity and a negative opportunity. We open up opportunities for a more damage to be done to our spiritual selves. You think about your car and you don't get it aligned. What's going to happen? The suspension is going to start going. Certain things are going to start messing up. There's going to be more issues that you have. Your tires are going to warp and then you're going to have to replace everything. But the good news is, as long as you rotate, 
you readjust, you change things. You don't put things in the same position at the same time all the time. Your tires will wear evenly. You will not fall out of alignment as much, but you will still always have to go back in every so often to realign yourself. And I think this is my season of realignment because, you know, I've been pushing, I've been pushing, I've been rolling, I've been riding down this road and I've just really been pushing, but it's time to realign. And when you realign, you really have to take some time to reflect and look at the things that you may be doing or I may be doing that aren't pleasing to God. Um, so, you know, we look at the things that we're doing. We say, okay, God, this is what I'm doing. This is where I want to go. This is what I've been dealing with. And God will just continue to pour into you and reveal things to you. Like God just told me to start researching spirits and evil spirits and the Jezebel spirit. I, I didn't do that. That wasn't on my list of things to study. I had a very clear, I have a study calendar. I had a very clear calendar, but he stopped me in my calendar because what I thought was going to realign me was not what he thought was going to realign me. So I started studying and I started reading and I realized that it doesn't matter what my fruit looks like. If the tree that the fruit came from wasn't his tree. If the origin of my fruit is not in the right place, if it wasn't fertile ground that that fruit came from, it doesn't matter how good the fruit looks because it's still not the fruit that God wanted me to produce. Like if we are doing things to serve and help others and we're not doing them with the mindset of pleasing God, if we're not doing them with the mindset of making him happy, we're still not doing what God asked us to do. So, You know, there were some things that God kind of showed me. If I'm starting to see this in myself, it's time to readjust. And some of those things were separating myself from others, not wanting to to hear correction or discipline, having closed ears, not being open to 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 readjust, you know, supporting little negative things like, oh, girl, don't tell her that she's not ready. That's that's still not that's not my place. One. And two, that is supporting a a sin in a way, because I'm saying withhold information from a person because they can't handle it. Who am I to tell a person that they can't handle something, you know? So just noticing that when we're separating ourselves from correction and discipline, where we don't want to be around people who would normally pour into us. And, And two, when we put ourselves in a position where we find ourselves acting out of anger, when we find ourselves feeling attacked all the time. And we're just like, oh my goodness. And we're pointing more fingers at each other than we're pointing at ourselves. You know, there was, I tell my students all the time, every time you point a finger at somebody else, there are three more pointing back at you and a thumb that has nowhere to go. So when we think of that, we should be reflecting three times as much as we're correcting. If we're not spending three times as much time in reflection, looking at ourselves, asking ourselves, okay, what can we do? What am I doing wrong? How can I be better? What is God doing in me that I need to shift? How can I change? Like some of the things are small. Like for me, it has been taking some time to learn how to be quiet, learn how to not say anything, 
learn how to listen. Those are things that God has been telling me. They're small things. So make sure that you, in order to realign ourselves, we, we got to reflect. And after we reflect, we got to correct ourselves, right? We have to make some corrections. And those corrections don't have to be big and they don't have to happen overnight. They just have to be a consistent effort to make a change. It takes 21 days to build a habit. So rather than do a 21-day fast all the time, do do a 21-day correction cycle. For the next 21 days, my job is to be patient, to be kind, and to be quiet. You know, and it sounds silly, but that's an effort for me because I have very little patience, but God is working on me in that area. To, to be kind, not like, oh, I'm nice, but to truly be kind, to hear people that I never would listen to. I'm a person who's like, I got my headphones on, I'm not listening. But just having my myself open and available to hear people I never would have listened to. to. To look at things differently, to open my eyes to things around me. So not only are we reflecting, not only are we correcting, but then we have to look at some of the things that we are affecting. When we are in a situation where we're misdirected, where we are losing our focus, right? We sometimes get ourselves in a way where we're causing other to feel things. And here's what I've realized. There are clear signs that you are moving in misdirection and how you are affecting others. So if you look at the others around you and you see any of these things, it may be time for you to readjust. So if you all, if the people around you are always feeling accused by you or attacked by you or feeling like even when they're doing right, they're doing wrong, you may be misdirected. If they feel trapped or depressed or people around you are just like, I quit, I can't deal with this no more, it's, it's time to redirect. If there is a constant desire to run and flee, and I'm going to talk about that in a second. If there are any distractions, illnesses, trials, people, if it's just always around you, if you notice there's always illness around you, you always sick, there's always some medicine, there's always this. If there's always a weight in the room when you're in it, no matter where you go, there's always a weight. It may be time to realign because the Holy Spirit can't move in a heavy room. You have to lay burdens down. They have to be at the lowest place in order for the Holy Spirit to come in. If we're not allowing our things to be laid down, if we're not making an altar, if we're not placing things on the altar, we have not given the Holy Spirit room to move because he He does the atmosphere. He consumes the atmosphere and the atmosphere can't shift if we are holding up our burdens. Our burdens have to be laid down in order for the atmosphere to shift because there's no room for him. Okay. So the other thing that really just stood out to me was when it said a constant desire to run and flee. Like as I'm like summarizing these notes, I'm looking at this and running and I think about myself and I'm sure... Um, my mentor would say, you've been running your whole life. I have, there are a lot of things that I've run from and some of them are good things. You know, I've run from my calling. I've run from ministry because it's just not something I really wanted to do, but sometimes God has different plans. But the reality is we can't run. 
we have to stand, we have to fight because there are times when um, spiritual energy, when negative energy, evil spirits will run and chase us. But we don't realize that our running makes gives our enemy an advantage. When we run, we lose our energy, right? And we don't realize that we're putting ourselves in a position to not see the attack when it's coming when we run because anybody who's chasing us is behind us. We can't see the things behind us because if we turn around, we now have the option of falling (laughs) and it's very likely that we won't get where we want to go as fast as we can. And the earlier we begin to fight, the easier it will be. If your enemy eventually catches you at the end, because they're going to they're gonna catch you if you're running, right? They're going to catch up with you. But if your enemy catches up with you at the end of the race, you will find yourself unable to withstand the attacks of the enemy, and he will attach himself to you and use you. So it's not just important that we don't run, but it's that we stand and we fight. Because if we don't stand and we fight, we put ourselves at a disadvantage. So the question is then, what happens when you become what you're running from if you're running from um difficulties if you're running from immorality if you're running from fear if you're running from all of those things and you stop and it catches you and attaches itself to you what happens when you you become attached to that and and the answer is that we end up being used in a way that we don't want to be used so then the question becomes well how do we combat that? And the reality is we got to cut off those desires. We have to cut off those things and replace it with seeking God rather than seeking those things, rather than seeking self-pleasure, rather than seeking the attention of others. We seek the attention of God. We seek the love of God and we seek the face of God and we allow everything that we cut off to be replaced with something else. We pray and command that all ties to that spirit, whether it's the spirit of fornication, the spirit of negative talk, the spirit of gossip, any of those things that come over us. We cut ties with that in prayer and we command a new connection to the Holy Spirit be created because what we don't want to do is disconnect from something and not have a connection to something else. We always have to be connected because the reality is if we are not connected to that one thing, the Holy Spirit, we leave an open door for the enemy to come in and reconnect with us. And we never want to have a connection with the enemy. So we need to repent for anything that has been done during our misdirection because the reality is we probably hurt somebody. We probably upset somebody. We, we may have been misdirected. We may have um, put ourselves in a position where we have allowed ourselves to cut off people that really did need us or we really did need. So we need to reconnect with people who are blessing God and focused on him. We need to take some time to just really connect with people who will draw us closer to the Holy Spirit. If those people around you, if the people around you are not connecting with you with God, just pray that God connect them with someone who can lead them to him and you connect yourself with people who can lead you to him and keep you close to him because you may not be in that season where you can have a lot of people that you have attachments to or you have connections with who are not leading you to the Holy Spirit because 
you may not have that will and that strength yet. Um, there, I, there are people I just can't be around right now and it's nothing against them. It's not that I don't want to be around them, but it's because this is my time in my season to develop and, and learn and grow with God. And I have to sever some connections to ensure that I'm getting myself in a position that pleases him. And that's all I want to do. Work on effective communication. I think that's really important because we don't realize that having somebody to talk to is important. And I also said that, you know, it's time to get an accountability partner. It's time to have somebody who can hold you accountable for the things that you say you're going to do, you know. And, you know, it doesn't take a lot. It takes a text message, a phone call, a friend who's just there to push you to God and will tell you when you're wrong. Sometimes we just need to know that we're wrong. Because if nobody ever tells us we're wrong, we'll never know how to correct ourselves. And the last thing I put on my paper is seek therapy. You know, I go to a therapist regularly and it's important to heal. And if we don't have someone to help us to walk through the healing process, then sometimes we struggle. You know, not everybody, you know, goes to a therapist and that's their opinion. But the reality is we have to talk to somebody. So if you're not talking to a support group, if you don't have a small group, if you don't have a therapist, just find someone to talk to who's not connected to you in your personal life, who who doesn't know your whole life story, who hasn't been with you since birth, and just allow yourself to heal from those things through conversations, through prayer, pray with other people and allow yourself to be in a position where you are not only seeking him, but you're seeking to please him through your relationships and healing with other people. So I hope this bless you today. You know, I just want you to remember if you don't do anything, just spend some time reflecting because, you know, I've been doing some reflecting and there's some things and some conviction that's been weighing heavy on my heart. And it's OK. The spirit of conviction is is an amazing thing because that means God's still speaking in your life. I never want you to feel like if you feel convicted, like there's a difference between conviction and shame. It should never be heavy. It should be a hope that, oh, I still have time to fix this. Oh, I still have time to change never walk with the heaviness of knowing I did this, that wrong. Yes, we we know that we're not perfect and we have to seek and we have to repent. What we can't do is continue to walk into sh- in shame because that's all the enemy wants us to do. He wants us to walk in shame because if he can get us to walk in shame, he can get us to not want our destiny, not want the promises God gave us because we don't feel like we deserve them. But the truth is we do. We deserve, we deserve so much, not because of anything that we've done, just because we are children of God and we're so grateful that we're his children. So I hope this gave you something today. I pray that you've been blessed. I pray that you understand that my only hope in this season is to be transparent and loving and compassionate. And um, thank you for listening.
Alright, so thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited that I get the opportunity to share with you every week and this week is no different. Um, I'm really excited about the month of June because I know in June we have some amazing interviews coming up with some wonderful people and I cannot wait to share with you what we have. So I hope that something resonated with you and I can't wait until next week where we go on our journey to talk about what it means to be spiritual. Thank you again for joining Spiritual Sticky Notes and I'll see you next week.